Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. For over eight years, Rewritten has been working to improve the quality of life for young people who are living with the burden of an absent father. To fill the void left by their fathers, young people will often turn to drugs to feel good, promiscuity to feel loved, and gangs to belong. Rewritten, based in San Bernardino, believes it doesn't have to be that way. Joining me is Frank Perez, CEO for Rewritten. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. Frank, start by telling us, what's the mission of Rewritten? The mission is, and I'll try to keep this as precise and as condensed as possible, but the mission is to really just step in and fill the gaps that these young men and young women have in their lives as the result of an absent father. And so the mission is to fill those gaps with mentoring, with academic support, and with scholarships. And these are three areas that, these are sort of just the um, the overarching, but within that there's a bunch of different uh, subcategories. But ultimately that these are three areas that these young people struggle with and we try to come in and try to support them and fill those gaps that are ultimately left. And so to walk alongside them ultimately in these three different areas. Who do you serve? We serve the fatherless community and underserved. So 98% of our participants come from broken homes with absent fathers. And then a very small percentage are just ultimately underserved communities where they uh, are underserved families that uh, are struggling financially and economically. And so our main area of support is within the Inland Empire. And so about 80% of our participants come from the Inland Empire. So within the different cities, San Bernardino, Colton, Highland, just the different surrounding cities. And then the other percent of that, the 20%, is made up of our national program, which is our scholarship and mentoring program that is national. And then also as a result of COVID over the last couple of years, it feels like we're approaching that, we uh, launched uh, nationally with some virtual resources for the mentoring and academic support that we've been able to uh, provide in person. And as a result, had to start doing virtually. So then that opened it up to a broader audience to serve. What type of programs do you offer at Rewritten? So they all fall under the three categories of mentoring, academic support, and then the scholarship program. So within the mentoring, there's practical life skills mentoring. So we have a variety of programs. So we have one called ROADS, which is a goal-oriented program where we set up weekly goals, monthly goals with participants, and we work with them to develop strategies and plans to accomplish those goals. And then what we do, usually at the end of each month or whatever the time frame is for the goal, we sit down and assess, did they achieve those goals? Did they uh, accomplish them? And if so, what worked to help them get there? And if they didn't, what were some of the obstacles? So that's a really successful program in that it really helps the kids and the young people that we work with to 
really sort of self-reflect and look at how they can take ownership in spite of what might be happening in their lives and how they can do that in practical ways and how they can do that emotionally and mentally to overcome some things in their lives and, and so create small short-term goals and then long-term goals. So that's one of the programs within our mentoring and within our academic support, we have Upper Hand, which is a, a program where we assess the participants in the areas of reading, math, science, and then I believe it's language arts is the, the fourth one, to see where they rank locally and then nationally. And then based off of that, we create a customized tutoring program for each participant where we help them to achieve some of the objectives that they may be struggling with and then work with them to enhance some of the areas that they are doing really well in to kind of find that balance of confidence and then also take that confidence and apply it to some of the areas that they're struggling with. So that's our like upper hand program. And then our scholarship and uh, program, that is something that was launched last year. And that is where we provide actual monetary scholarships to young people that are looking to go to pursue higher education, whether it's through a university, a junior college, or trade school. We work alongside them to ensure that there's success. So we provide financial awards for them, and those vary depending on the need and depending on the schools that they're attending. And then alongside of that, we provide mentoring support. So we work alongside them, and the mentoring support for that looks like workshops that have to do with, at this point, they're high school graduates. So most of those participants are between the ages of 17 up through 20. So we work with them through like life skills, job interview skills, time management, financial health. These are the different workshops that we provide to them to help them begin to develop strategies and methods for getting through school and then ultimately when real life begins to happen as far as in the workforce and all of that. So those are just some of the programs. Like I said, we can go through, there's a, there's a long list of stuff. One of the ones that I actually really enjoy doing is our Better to Give program. Because one of the things is part of creating a well-rounded and, and holistic approach with the participants that we work with is we want them to not just learn to receive, but learn to give. So we have a Better to Give program where we engage the young people in the community. And so we do cleanup days. We have where they go and visit convalescent homes. One of the trips that we did that was really successful and, and we hope to do much more of this is we had some young people go to convalescent homes and teach the elderly in the convalescent homes how to use their cell phones. So a lot of them struggle <laughs> with how to use technology, how to take a picture, how to FaceTime, and their families want to engage with them quite a bit more, but they're not sure how to. So a lot of that was done pre-pandemic, and we hope to be able to do that a lot more as things begin to get safer and that sort of thing. But that was something that was really just amazing to, to see and to witness and to be a part of. Uh, to see these young people, these 12-year-olds, these 14-year-olds, these 10-year-olds really light up and see that they have something to give as well in spite of their conditions, in spite of their circumstances, in spite of maybe a lot of the obstacles and struggles that they are having in their lives and, and a lot of the areas that they feel inadequate in, they're able to walk in and you know, an elderly 92-year-old is like, teach me how to use my phone. I want to FaceTime right. with right. my kids and my grandkids. And so to see them light up the 14-year-olds and the 92-year-olds right, uh, and share this thing in common. And so uh, we really hope to be able to get back to that much sooner than later. And then the community cleanup days. Uh, you know, I, I love the Inland Empire. I love where we are. I love San Bernardino and Colton and all of these cities. But there's a lot of cleanup that needs to happen in the cities. And there's there's trash everywhere and there's stuff that that just needs to happen to help boost the morale in the area. And, when, and so the kids, we go out and we pick up trash and do a lot of that sort of thing. 
these academic and mentoring programs that you offered, are they after school and do they come to you or do you go to the schools or when and where does all of that take place? Yes, normally in pre-pandemic, we have a learning center and we still have a learning center where the majority of the young people come to our learning center and a lot of it takes place there and the most of it takes place after school. So between the hours of 1.30 through 5.30, Monday through Thursday, since the pandemic, much of it has gone into the virtual world. And so we schedule Zoom sessions and Zoom meetings, phone calls. We are getting back to some in person, but it's limited and it's restricted to a limited number of participants because we're following safety protocols and safety measures and, and that sort of thing. And so we hope to get back to the, the point where um, the majority of it's happening in person because a lot of these kids and these young people prefer in person. Although we are finding a lot of success over the last few months with a lot of the virtual stuff because they've gotten so used to it now that they're just trying to make it work. And so now that they're trying to make it work, they're engaging a lot more. And so with that engagement, because you want that engagement, without the engagement, you're not going to have any success, even if they're in person. If they're there in person, but they're not engaged and they're not wanting to be a part of it, you're not going to have success. Mm -hmm. So whether in person or virtually, you want that engagement piece. And so the majority of it, Again, pre-pandemic was in person since the pandemic and, and all of that has gone virtual. And then now we're doing a hybrid of, of the of the both in person and virtually, which is really a blessing in disguise because it's opened up our services to a broader audience, the, the national aspect that I was mentioning earlier. And so, yeah, so that's pretty much where it's happening. Yeah. What kind of impact would you say Rewritten is having on these participants and their families? Yeah. So there's, that's a good question because we get that asked a lot. There's the qualitative and the quantitative. And the difference being there's things you can measure like the testing and the assessments. So they're scoring you know, an NPR score is something we look at, the national percentile ranking, and that lets us know where they rank nationally. And so we'll have a, a young person test at, I don't know, 20, which means they're kind of in the, in the bottom 20%. And then after six months or a year or a few months of, of some reading support, then they're testing at 92. So they're now in the top 10%. So those are the, the numbers that we can measure, which is great and exciting. But you want to go beyond that. You want to go into how does it affect the quality of their lives? Mm. What does their life look like now that they're a better reader? Are they wanting to engage more? Are they more confident in their conversations? Are they feeling much more confident in, in who they are and, and what they have to offer and provide? And so, so that's something that we've been, it takes a little bit longer to gauge that. And now being eight years in, we're seeing a lot more of that qualitative stuff. And so, for instance, we have a young man who's about to have his second child with his wife who he is 20, I think he's 21, 22. He has just joined the Air Force and is going to be stationed in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a young man who lived with an aunt because father and mother had abandoned him. Very smart young man, but didn't do well academically for so long because he struggled with so many different things emotionally and personally. And just recently we were texting and talking and he's just talking about how much he appreciates what Rewritten did for him and how much he loves who we are. And he sent me a text directly like, I love you, Frank. Oh. Um, and so that, I think that's the impact. And that's eight years in after, we've been working with this young man for nearly eight years. He's been there since nearly the beginning. And so that's one example of, we have many more that are starting to happen like that, where we're getting that qualitative data and information back where these young men who grew up in broken homes and were struggling and the young women are now finding healing and restoration in their lives and as a result are not repeating behaviors and patterns 
that they grew up in and are thriving in their jobs and their careers and their personal life. I think that's the impact that we're having and that we hope to have in the beginning when we first started is we want to improve reading scores. Sure. We, we want math tests to, to come back with A's and B's, but we want the quality of their lives ultimately overall to improve. And, and we want to see that. And so in the beginning, it was a little bit hard to gauge. What does that look like? Is it happening? And now, you know, eight years in, we're seeing a lot more of that and it's exciting. And so I, yeah, that's, it's a little bit of the impact, which I say a little bit, but that's a huge impact. I mean, I remember just almost, I was sharing the story with my wife about the text messaging and, and she just almost started crying right there in the kitchen. She's like, that's just, doesn't that make you want to cry? Like he's married, he's about to have a second child. He's in the air force and he's going to Germany. I mean, who would have thought this kid from this broken home, not this broken home, this home that was struggling quite a bit in so many different areas that now is thriving right. um, in ways that you couldn't see eight years ago when he was throwing fits and yelling back and throwing things, a long list of different things. But And going to parent-teacher conferences and talking to teachers and them saying, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen with this kid. Because mm-hmm. we don't know if this kid's going to make it. Because like we've shared, like we talked about in our website and we talked about briefly, is a lot of these kids turn to drugs. They end up in prison. They end up in gangs. And when you look at the stats for the, the people in prison, the people in gangs, the people on drugs, it's high. 70, 80, 90% of them come from absent father homes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where they're headed. That's where ultimately they they will probably end up. And so to see that we can come in and stop that in, in different ways and to see that there is success and that they are in, not ending up on drugs, not ending up in prison, not ending up homeless and in all of these sort of very terrible, destructive situations. And that on the flip side, they're not just surviving, they're thriving. Right. I could talk about this forever, but that's a little bit of the impact of just one example. And there's many more like that. I'm speaking with Frank Perez, CEO of Rewritten, which works to improve the quality of life for young people who don't have fathers. What do you think makes Rewritten unique and an organization that stands out from others? I think our intent when we started Rewritten was to provide holistic support. So it wasn't just to focus on academics. It wasn't just to to patch up the symptoms of absent fathers. It was to get underneath it all and to, into the root of it and to find out where those major voids are and how do we how do we fill those voids? How do we help fill those voids? And so I think what sets us apart, one, is that the, our holistic approach. But I think ultimately, you know, we're a faith-based organization. And so ultimately, these young, a lot of these young men and women will not have restoration with their biological fathers. There will not be healing. They will not see them again, a lot of, the, a lot of them. A lot of them... Their fathers are in and out of prison, on drugs, in gangs, a lot of the, the behaviors that we had talked about earlier. And so so ultimately what we guide them towards or point them towards is that their true father is ultimately God and that he is going to provide ultimately the healing and restoration that they need so that they can move on with their lives and that they can find true life in real life and, he, and true healing and true restoration. So I think that ultimately, that's the foundation of what sets us apart. And because of that, the holistic approach happens as a byproduct. And so mm-hmm. that's the short version of what I believe sets us apart. And that's ultimately what brings about the healing and restoration and the, the ability for the lives of these young people to thrive in any and every situation is that we point them to a God that transcends all things. And so because of that, their lives can transcend all things, even the, 
the dark circumstances that they find themselves in and even the the hurt and brokenness that they find themselves in as a result of their father walking away from them or never being in their lives to begin with. How can the community help support Rewritten? There's a few ways. Uh, One of our uh, ways is we have an annual gala that we're actually having December 5th at the Mission Inn in Riverside. So that's one practical way. Attend the gala. If they visit rewritten.org, there's information on there about the gala. And that's something that's really exciting. We have live auction. We have auction items. We have entertainment. We have really delicious food. The Mission Inn that time of year is incredible. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Christmas, the lights everywhere. It's just lots of love and life and food and uh, all for a, a good cause. And so that's one practical way. Another way is that if anyone's interested in volunteering, we are always looking for volunteers to help facilitate our programs. So they can go to rewritten.org and also there's volunteer forms that they can submit. And then monetarily, so financially giving. We rely 100% on the kindness of individuals, corporations and foundations. And so every dollar, whether it's a one-time gift of five bucks or it's a monthly setup of 20 bucks, every single dollar helps to ensure that our organization continues to exist and is able to provide the resources to these young people. You mentioned the gala that you have coming up December 5th at the Mission Inn in Riverside. Are there other events coming up that we can participate in? We have some events coming up next year. So once we get those uh, the details nailed down for that, those will be on our website as well. We just had a, a golf tournament at the end of September, so we do that annually. So that'll be next year again. So right now, the only event that's confirmed coming up is the gala in December. And then there's a few events coming up in the new year that uh, once those are nailed down, we'll have those up on our website. Tell us again how we can contact you and participate in what Rewritten is doing. Visit Rewritten, that's R-E-W-R-I-T-T-E-N.org. You can go on there and you can contact us directly through there. Or you can send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at rewritten.org for more details and more information about what we do, who we are, and how you can engage with with the work that we're doing. I've been speaking with Frank Perez, CEO of Rewritten. Is there anything else you want us to know? We're excited to continue doing what we're doing, and we are excited about just how the community has rallied around us and continues to engage with what we're doing and the support that they have been providing. And so, and we're just grateful to be a part of this radio show and being here today to be able to share what we do and, and, and who we are. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you for making a difference in our community, and we hope you have a very successful event on December 5th. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.